Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hey everyone, <clears throat> welcome to Canada's podcast network. I'm Phil Bliss, a business visionary, coming today from Toronto. At Canada's podcast, we talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happening here and across Canada. So today, I'm pleased to say that we're going to meet with Henry Rojas. Henry is a Sheridan College graduate, and in architectural technology, uh, he started his career as an architectural draftsman, and then moved on and established his company in Mississauga in 2018. And uh, we'll find out more about it right now. Welcome, Henry. So, Henry, welcome. And uh, as I normally do, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are, you know, your entrepreneurial journey so far, without getting into every little detail, you know, why you started it and where you're at today, if you like. Definitely. Well, thanks again for bringing me on on the show. So how I started my career was back in 2017, graduated from my diploma, Sheridan College, got into the work field, started with more of the uh, custom home division, right? More on the uh, artistic and creative side there. From at that point, I spent about a year in that firm, learning as much as I can from the owners, uh, learning to understand that I was very interested in the architectural portion of custom homes. Everything's new, everything's creative, everything's freedom. From there, I expanded my my knowledge and just went to more the commercial space. So I was doing renovations and design work for a company that specializes in Tim Hortons renovations, actually. Right. I spent a couple of months there, learned as much as I could. It's more of a repetitive work, right? So there's only so much you can absorb in that sort of work field. From there, I moved on to more of the apartment building type of uh, field, right? Uh, more design and renovations type again. Try to learn as much as I can on that sort of uh, style of uh, that industry level. And then finally, I went more to the investment side. So my journey started with different sort of industry, uh, unique niche, right? Trying to learn as much as I can from everybody I can learn from in a span of like two or three years. Okay. It's after that time that I decided to, you know, of all the knowledge I have was decided to uh, start my own business, right? Uh, a couple of years into the field, I learned as much as I could, figured, you know, I can actually expand this, do my own type of work, find, uh, make my own decisions and grow my own company with everything I have. Okay. Well, you know, why become an entrepreneur? I mean, it's full of risk, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. No, definitely. There's a lot exactly. of risk. Yes. yes, you know, everyone wants the rewards of an entrepreneur. But, but if you've read anything, you know the risk is much higher than the reward. No, 100%. There's always so much risk when it comes to with this uh, entrepreneur business. You know, you're not, it's not a stable job. You're not working nine to five for sure. There's a lot more uh, stress and headaches, but it also comes with its own fair share of rewards as well, right? The way I saw it was that if I'm going to spend all my energy, time, and effort on something, I might as well be spending it on my own type of practice, mm-hmm. right? My own way, my own style, mm-hmm. right? That was how I saw it. And even with my own level of freedom, you're working nine to five, so most jobs, but sometimes you have to work late at night or on the weekends at some firms. In my case, if I'm going to be doing that, I might as well make sure I build up this sort of uh, snowball effect, right? Mm-hmm. That all my time and effort was going towards something that I enjoy doing. So that's how I saw it. In. The risk didn't really 
hid in too much as I enjoy what I was doing on a daily basis. So you're still, you know, I would say a fairly young entrepreneur. Um, uh, you know, what sort of what would you say were the are the critical success factors that someone just starting out needs to consider? So definitely, that's a good question. And for sure, it's relationships, right? Your relationship with your consultants, with people that you work with in the industry, you have to make sure you, you build a solid foundation with them, right? It's not easy at first. You gotta make sure you put in that 100%, 120% effort into that, mm-hmm. making sure like both sides feel like they're they're working together, right? It's not one overrules another. It's not one that's a boss of another. You gotta make sure you're a 50-50 partnership here. You're working together for the same goal, mm-hmm. right? And that really make, creates a foundation and for the empire that you're creating here. Okay. And, you know, the other thing I think people kind of come into is in their early stages, now, how can I how can I finance it? How can I get it going? Uh, how can I do that? Do you have any insights for people on on that front? That they're, you know, that they're sort of just in that where you where you are in terms of the you know the first steps from you know from from being employed to to being being you know carrying carrying the load, if you like. Definitely, for sure. So by nature, I've always been saving my money, right? I've always saved it, invested in it, mm-hmm. making sure I had some sort of savings just in case the worst comes to worst. That's just who I was normally, right? It was only until I started this whole architectural journey that I had a large reserves just in case the worst comes to, to worst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, normally, how I started my business was I was doing some projects on the side after nine to five, building up that empire from six to 10 and slowly building up the company's reserve, mm-hmm. as well as keeping up with my own personal reserve. Mm-hmm. So at the time where I finally reached out that I could sustain my own lifestyle for about a year with my own personal and company's reserve, it was at that point I decided to go on my own and say, let's let's try this, let's see how it works. You know, if we if it works, that's great. If it doesn't, I still have a year to kind of see how, how it results in. That's good 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 advice basically. You make sure you've got you've got that kind of uh, cushion basically. Because it doesn't work out often as quickly as you think. Let's put it like that. Right. So uh, you know what does a typical day look like for you as an entrepreneur? I mean how is it different now say than when you were working for somebody or is it maybe it isn't right so definitely on my day-to-day basis is more problem solving Mm -hmm. right when you work for somebody else they're the ones solving the problems they're the ones telling you what to do they're the ones saying like this is my decision this is what we have to do even though you don't agree with it most of the time Mm -hmm. right everybody has their own priorities right as i see my day-to-day life i see like we need to set priorities to different things because this will result in a greater outcome than something else, right? Some some of the, the team members I have here, they want to do something, but that's not going to give us the best result at that time where it's me, where I decide this is what's best for the company. This is what we need to do. This is where we need to focus in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's more of my day-to-day life, just problem solving, making sure everything is rolling correctly and making sure it's efficient at the end of the day. Okay, interesting. You know, you're in Oakville, or at least you're in school in Oakville. I mean, 
is is sort of GTA a good place to do what you're doing? I mean, is that part of the part of the reason for success? You think? Be <laughs> hotter in Calgary or in uh, you know in, in Saskatoon or something like that. Well, being here in the GTA really does help in terms of like everybody's renovating, everybody's doing their own projects, everybody's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. For sure, there's a lot of work here. And we see it now the last couple of years where there's a lot of firms building up the same level as me, if not greater. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, in other locations, it's, I, you know, I haven't explored that much that far yet, but I did hear, you know, Vancouver and, you know, uh, Halifax, those type of areas are they're booming and they do need some sort of designers or, mm -hmm. you know, firms like us to be there to support them as well. But in terms of like, area i would say it really has helped the business but we're not just focused in the gta we've expanded down south more up north right we take our business almost anywhere as long as the opportunity presents itself mm -hmm. right because you know interesting projects happen to ha happen to happen outside the gta mm -hmm. right there's just a little less competition but more interesting projects out there i mean you know you're you're basically in in, in the real estate side side of things and, and, and you know obviously in the development side of things i mean it's been it's been a uh, a strange three years and lots of lots of new trends have, have, have evolved is that the way it's going to stay do you think i mean just this is just i'm sure lots of people are thinking that no definitely the the last three years have been pretty uh unique in the way that things have been going through right mm -hmm. as of now like we see the interest rates going up uh, house prices going down, right? And people just trying to see their options, right? Either stay, renovate, or sell mm -hmm. and buy new, or just live with parents and then start building their own custom home, right? I've seen all the different scenarios and people are just making their decisions now, mm -hmm. right? Whereas if they decide to stay and renovate, it provides more business to firms like myself, or they decide to you know sell and create their own home, mm -hmm. that also provides business and you know expands the economy itself, right? So. Mm -hmm especially in all these undeveloped areas. So you've been doing what you've been doing for what, about three or four years. You know, is there something you would do differently that, that maybe, you, you know, you learned and say, ah, I wish you hadn't done that? <laughs> no, um, there's a couple of things for sure that I've definitely made mistakes on that I should have done better, mm -hmm. right? um i would say mostly it's like in terms of my career base it's mm -hmm. more the commercial work that you know wasn't really there per mm -hmm. se more the corporation more of the uh repetitive stuff they had to keep doing on a day-to-day basis not expanding my knowledge as much as i should mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. the biggest issue nowadays even with a new uh new generation coming onto our field mm -hmm. is that they're so limited with experience all they have is mostly staying at the same office work day to day, nine to five, 365 days a year, uh, days a year, right? They're not expanding their knowledge and or their career because there is a difference between career and job here, mm -hmm. right? They're staying at the same status quo versus learning and expanding their knowledge into actually becoming an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? In my case, I just expand to different companies in different industries to learn as much as I can in such a short period of time. I'm big, big on mentorship. Is there anything in terms of your your side of things, your, your progress, where you've been given a bit of advice and it stayed with you and you keep using it? Is there something there on that front? 
No, definitely. I've had a couple of mentors in the past. I would say number one mentor was, you know, a good friend of mine. He's uh, actually my godfather of mine too, as well. Mm-hmm. He runs a construction company and him and I have been working for the last couple of years. Right. It's always this whole, we always talk about this whole uh, snowball effect yeah. until like right now it's the biggest legwork right now. It's a, it's a growing pains, mm-hmm. right? Right now is the most difficult time of your life, but in 10, 15, 20 years, you're really going to thank yourself for doing all that work now mm-hmm. versus like, your average person spending their money is enjoying life, enjoying their twenties, doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Your 20 year, your 40 year old self is really going to thank you for this. So this is where I keep pushing myself because it will provide results. Mm-hmm. You know, our entrepreneur is weird. Do you like your friends or do you different than your friends? <laughs> I'm uh, so much different than my friends who, uh, who enjoy their, uh, to enjoy, enjoy life overall. Yeah. They like to travel, they like to party. They like to do a lot more things than uh, I ever do. Right. My, you know, my passion is like this business, right? Yeah. Being an entrepreneur, trying to enjoy the freedom, trying to build something from the ground up. Because it literally is when you're an entrepreneur, you start with one block and you slowly build your way to becoming an empire mm. eventually. Mm. Right. So in that regards, there's no way locally to talk to in my own friend group. But there's people just like my golfer, like I mentioned, that has advice and people he surrounded himself with. And people we meet up sometimes in, uh, you know, some of our meetups in architectural firms or mm-hmm. investor meetups as well. Similar minded people who are looking to become financially free or like independent or entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be? Determined, for sure. Determined. Determined is how I see myself on a day to day basis. I'm determined to do this. I want to get this done. I will stay focused. I will get the results. That's mm-hmm. who I am by nature. You know, and what, what you know, in terms of where you're at, I mean, you obviously enjoy being an entrepreneur, but what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur? Is it just making more money or is it some other thing, you know? And for sure. Not that there's nothing wrong with it being just making more money. I, I'm not saying that that shouldn't be it. No, the, the making money is okay, for sure. It does help, yeah. you know, pay bills and such, right? But it's more of creating something that's always been intriguing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, creating something from the ground up. Like, this is, this is Henry's creation from the ground up. This is his way, mm-hmm. his standards, his quality, right? Right. That's why I want to make a, a brand to my name type of thing. You know, you work with Henry, this is what you, you get. Right. Okay. Same thing when you buy from somebody else like Apple or, you know, somewhere else. Right. You buy the brand because you appreciate it. You respect it. You want that. What's the greatest challenge you've faced in the business so far? <laughs> you've been able to overcome, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I've, over, I've been able to overcome a couple of things. But right now, my current, you know, obstacle right now is just scaling. Right. Scaling is the biggest issue to see, like, how far you can reach. How many people will, will get to know you? Because you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows you, it's just not going to do anything, mm-hmm. right? You have to spread the word, spread yourself, you know, try to make sure everybody knows who you are type of thing in this whole industry that everybody's on social media, everybody's the same sort of person. How do you make yourself different? And how do you prove that is mm-hmm. what we're struggling in, but we're getting there. One example is like trying to go meetups, right? Making sure you're having this, you know, human connection with people because sending you an email or a call or cold calling you is not going to work. It doesn't work. It's never really worked. You got to meet somebody face to face, 
you know, talk about business, talk about your similarities, and then take it from there. Make it more human than robotic. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we hit things that we don't expect, uh, I, I have a process. Do you have a process that allows you to overcome them? Or do we just hit them as they come kind of thing? I'm just curious. <laughs> So like when it comes to like obstacles, right? I definitely take my time to evaluate our options, right? There's never just one answer. Mm -hmm. You have to see what sort of options and are there that you can do, you know, A, B, C, D, which one gives you the best results. I take my time into looking over it over a couple of days. Maybe I take the night to sleep on it. And then I come up with an answer the next day or so, right? That's how I kind of uh, tackle these obstacles. With that in mind, what's the best piece of advice you've received? In terms of the obstacles? Right. In terms of just business advice. Well, the best advice I can give to like other similar minded people like myself is like, do the extra work, run the extra mile. Right. Yeah. You know, if you have to work longer, you have to work later. Right. It's all worth it. Is it? Okay. Let's move, let's move on to some more fun ones. Those are a bit serious. You know, you know. Uh, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? Oh, 100%. I'd be doing some sort of uh, high-level investments, for sure. I've always taken an interest in investment uh -huh. firms, investment in general, stocks, real estate. That's always been a secondary uh, hobby of mine, actually. Okay. Right. So that's what I would be technically doing. Are you a morning or a night person? More of a morning person. You know, get up at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning and start my day. You know, medium black coffee in my hand and start working. <laughs> just enjoy just like, you know, the quiet peace of mind before the day starts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's keeping you up at night these days? <laughs> Just making sure to see like everything's on the, on, the, on the roll, everything is going according to plan. I'm a planner. I like to plan things out, but if something doesn't go as planned, it, it, it bothers me for the rest of the night, mm -hmm. for sure, mm -hmm. right? But you gotta learn to live with it and mm -hmm. try to, uh, try try to understand that nothing goes everything accordingly to plan and adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, if anything, that's what's keeping me up at night sometimes. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. In terms of, you know, you know, the business itself, I, I, I how, I mean, you explained it a little bit, but without being too promotional, you know, just talk about a little bit about why Rogers Empire of Design versus the competition. You know, on, on what do you do on the design side that makes makes it happen for others? No, so definitely when you're comparing us with somebody else, what like the three things that most companies usually do is like they try to make profit, they try to provide you with high quality service. Uh, and then they try to provide your high quality drawings, at least in our industry. Mm -hmm. Out of three, most companies can only really do two. Like it's impossible to do all three. It's just not feasible. Mm -hmm. You want to lose out on something. Mm -hmm. How our company operates is that we like to provide 100% customer satisfaction. We try to provide the greatest customer service, respond back as soon as possible. And of course, provide high quality drawings because our work will provide results. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. If we don't make money on this project, I'm okay with that because I want to make sure at the end of the day, you're satisfied with our service and our work shows for that. 
And that's what makes us a little bit different than our competitions where they're trying to make an extra buck or two, or they're trying to, you know, negotiate that or try and rework it a little bit there. Okay. We actually, just let me, two seconds. So, you know, you've been very good. You haven't been overly promotional or anything like that, but I'm just interested, you know, in terms of the architectural design side, you know, what makes Rogers road somewhat different than, than the comp competition? For sure. So there's usually three things that the company usually focuses on in their business, the profit, the high quality drawings, and the customer service. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the com most companies can't really deal with all three of them. They have to, you know, try to pick two out of three or try to manage how whichever they want to do it. How we want to focus on is we provide the best customer service and the best architectural, you know, drawings, you know, the high quality stuff. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, profit, if I lose out on a dollar or two, doesn't really matter because I can sleep better at night knowing that we provide our best service and the best drawings that we physically can do. That's how we see it. And that's how we think that we're a little bit, you know, different than most companies are, right? Good, good. I think, you know, it's, uh, we're hitting our time mark, actually. Um, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they, if they uh, what's, what's the best best route to that? So the best route right now for us would be uh, Instagram. You can find mm -hmm. us at, at Rojas Empire, one word. Mm -hmm. You can DM us there for any questions, concerns, or any ideas you may have, because right now we're, we're doing a program right now where we're just mentoring other designers, other business designers, right? Trying to give them free advice mm -hmm. right now, trying to help out as much as we can. But I'm trying to give back to the community here, right? So it doesn't bother me if you have a question or two, they just want to pick a brain at. Okay. Henry, thank you very much for coming on Canvas Podcast. It's been great meeting you. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.